Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is September 17th, 2021. Two days until we just curb stomp the Atlanta Falcons. Just beat them down. Uh, I hope so, but I have some information which I think is a little, uh, not disturbing, but I think it should temper expectations a little bit. I don't like the way you're talking. (laughs) Woman, let's start this over. No, let's not start this over. You know, uh, we had a podcast. We had it Wednesday, recorded it Tuesday night or Wednesday day. I can't remember, but... Uh, we had it out. It was great. It was probably one of the best ones we've ever done, I thought, anyhow. And then Molly got a little squeamish about some of the stuff I said. Because <laughs> I guess I was going off a little bit. She was like, let me think on this. <laughs> let me sleep Before on you it post it. Yeah, I feel. And then the next day, she was like, uh, let's just redo it. And then we haven't got a chance. And so we just said, we'll just do a Friday podcast. So yeah. today you're going to get all the stuff we said Wednesday, plus all the stuff we were going to do today. So we're going to have to jam a lot in there. That's what she said. how you like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. So we got a good podcast for you today. We are going to cover some uh, the stuff on the latest on the Game Pass. I know everybody's all excited about that, right? Almost as good as talking about fantasy football. <laughs> Uh, we got some Bucks news, injury updates, and whatnot. Uh, we're going to cover some NFC South news, our competitors. Uh, then we're going to do some NFL news, and then we're going to cover the Atlanta game coming up. Molly's got all the info for that, and I'm going to chirp in every now and then. Sound good? Sounds great. Sounds awesome. I can't wait. We are so hyped up. I'm dead tired. I got like four <laughs> hours sleep. <laughs> I'm just like, so, okay, anyhow, fact check some follow-ups. Okay. We got to get it. some music for that. A jingle. We've only been if saying it for like four years. only we had a musician in the duo, that could I know. I, know. I, got, I got two jingles I got to get get with here. Uh, we've been talking about the fact check and follow-up jingle for four years now. Four mm-hmm. years. I'm on top of stuff, man. I think that we worked on it maybe like two years ago, mm-hmm. briefly, and then that was that. Yeah. Yeah. So I might get around to doing that this weekend. Who knows? After I Who fix the knows? car. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, fact check some follow-up. Yeah. I think we talked about the car next time. You're going to have to give an update. Yeah, I mean, the last time. Next I time, will. you're going to have to give an update. Once you fix I'm just it, not looking forward to so it. Cool. I'm tired of working on cars. Tired of it. You know, it'd be different if I had a nice garage. It makes all the difference in the world. I've heard that for 12 years. I know. Okay. <laughs> Fact checks and follow-ups. <clears throat> I had said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were probably the leader in penalties after week one. That was incorrect. Uh, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles had the most penalties at 14. <laughs> we didn't even play second. You know who placed second? It was a tie between Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings, each with 12. And then we rounded out the top four with 11. Did the Vikings beat the Bengals? No, I don't think so. I was going to say that's some sloppy play. So we're up there. Well, I guess the Eagles won. Yes, the Eagles won. You know, and, and that's, So it was like 
Right. The and top four. That's what I tell people. You know, people get people get worked up about some of the silliest stuff in football. But, you know, penalties are one. And we all hate penalties. I hate penalties completely. The only time I like penalties is when the other team commits them. But even then, I don't even like when they slow the game down. They're ugly, but, but, but whatever. Uh, probably 60% of the time, it's bullshit penalty that you go, what, what are the refs doing? What are you doing? Especially as the years go on, it just seems like the refs are getting worse and worse and worse. And, you know, we're asking too much of them, too many subjective calls, all the good stuff. So, uh, <clears throat> anyhow, when a team is high in penalties, it, it, it doesn't mean they're going to lose. As you can see, Philadelphia won. We won. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like last year. Remember, I mean, we were 6-2, and two, and people were complaining about our penalties, you know. And, and it was just like, you know, it's kind of like well, the whole tight end situation last year. Everybody was like, we're not using tight ends. And Who cares? We're 6-2. and two. Let's see, you know. it's, Winning is what matters. It's the only thing that matters. No, that's not true. Vince Lombardi said, winning is not all that matters. It's the desire to win. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. So there is that. We are not the top dogs when it comes to penalties. We're top dogs at everything else. And I think you have to remember, like, all that evens out at the end of the year. Like, we can put up a 100-yard penalty game, and if we go the next three games with no penalties or one or two penalties, it's all going to come out in the wash anyway. Yes. And then, yeah, you'll have games where you lose and you have a bunch of penalties and people will be like, Oh man, we got to straighten up our penalties and everything. Yeah, it's going to happen, but you can also see that the exact opposite happens too, where you get a bunch of penalties. I mean, we just got we got blown out in penalties mm-hmm. against the Dallas game, but we still won. So you know, it, again, it's like with any stat, it's a tool, but it's it's not going to tell you who's going to win or lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I could present you all the teams that had the most penalties last year and you know it rank them by penalties and you could not tell me their record for the year or who was going to win based on penalties it's just one of those things you know so don't freak out guys we're doing it we're doing okay we're doing okay uh the vikings did lose to the cincinnati Bengals, 24 27 so it was 50 50 in the top four yeah yeah okay fact check follow-up this is kind of a fact check and a follow-up I had said that Levante David, speaking of penalties, had only had six in his entire career. I was wrong about that. Now, I had said when I said it that I wasn't positive. I don't know if I was going to do a fact check on it. So I was incorrect on that. He's had seven. Seven Such penalties. Such an egregious error, Ralph. <laughs> well, and <laughs> I'm just lucky it wasn't like 20 penalties. I feel like a real <laughs> doofus. Uh, but he's had seven penalties in nine years. For a total of 68 yards. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. It's incredible. In nine years. In nine yards. years. Six penalties. That's That comes out to, okay, he, he's played in 142 games, 9,044 defensive snaps, 657 special team snaps. That comes out to one penalty every 1,386 snaps. Good grief. It, that's one penalty every 20 games. That's not even a year. That's one penalty every year and a half almost. I, it, it's so a, he could go the whole year, and then we can make it to the Super Bowl, and he gets a penalty in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and ends up losing us the Super Bowl on a penalty. <laughs> he would never do that. But he was penalty-free in 2020 last year, uh, 2018 and 2017. It's it's just it's it's incredible. And it goes to it really to to me, you know, cuz I'm big into mano a mano, man versus man. You know, that's how I watch football. Uh, if you beat the guy in front of you, that's what matters. And I'm really big into seeing guys who make mistakes on the field. Uh, Levante David doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes, but we've got a lot of guys, and that's why our team is so good, because we don't make a lot of mistakes. Now, you've had guys on our team that, and, and this is kind of endemic in the league, uh, you know, they make great plays. They're, they're great highlight players, but then they make a lot of mistakes during the game, and you don't see those. You know, if you miss a block or if you get pushed out of the way or if you're in the wrong spot, you know, in the secondary, you know, you're playing man while everybody's playing zone or something like that. You know, that's the stuff I look for. And Levante David rarely makes mistakes. But we did talk about this last year, about uh, week 12, when he just uncharacteristically looked like he had no idea what was going on during the whole game. And then, you know, we said, well, you know, maybe it was he, you know, he was tired. Uh, You know, we hadn't had a a bye week yet. So he came back in week 13 and he was still looking bad. And he was, he looked bad for like two or three weeks. And we talked about it last year. I was really concerned about it. And I said, oh, you know, there's probably some personal issues going on in his life. I chalked it up to most likely marital issues. It's always the woman's fault. Well, you know, hey, talk to Adam <laughs> and Eve about that. <laughs> but come to find out, that was the time that Levante David found out his father was only had a few months to live, that he had terminal cancer. And, you know, we, we wondered what it was. And, you know, we had been, you know, it's one of the things we're like, why is the media not asking about his play? What's going on there? Uh, and come to find out, that's what it was. And, but he got better, and his father did live long enough to see him win the Super Bowl and everything. So, uh, you know, it's sad, but it, it had a, somewhat of a happy ending there. But anyhow, normally Levante David just doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. You know, he doesn't miss tackles. He's not out of position. He's, you know, uh, he's pretty decent in coverage. And we've got a lot of players on our team like that, like Shaquille Barrett. You know, he's, he's probably the number one. When I think of somebody who doesn't make a lot of mistakes, it's Shaquille Barrett. Mm-hmm. And when we first drafted or picked him up in free agency, I went and watched all of his snaps at the Denver Broncos. And that's one thing I noticed, you know, we talked about it on the podcast, is that the guy, he just doesn't make mistakes. He never makes mistakes. And he always gives you at least one good play, you know, one like game-changing play. Uh, since he's been a Buccaneer and a full-time starter with us, he's made more than one <laughs> game-changing play a game. And he, he, I mean, he rarely makes mistakes. I mean, maybe maybe a handful a season. It's incredible. You wa- you have to wonder with Denver, uh, what if he had gotten more snaps, more opportunities, what mm-hmm. the league would think about him, or what his reputation would be, or how he would be valued differently. Yes. Well, I'm glad it didn't happen because we I got know, right? And, uh, you know, you never know. I mean, the way the past is, it's, you know, he might have gotten a full-time starter job at Denver and then tanked. 
and we never would have got him. And then, you know, so everything works out the way it has, and it's worked out pretty good for us. I am not mad. <laughs> right. Like it could have, if he had been a starter, you know, he could have gotten hurt or he could have, you know, crashed and burned. He might have needed that time to develop there. So, it's yes. True. Yes. It, they worked out good for us. I'm not upset about that. But we do have, or we used to have a lot of players that did really good. Uh, they showed up on the stats. They gave good highlight plays, but they made a lot of mistakes. And I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. Gerald McCoy. But, uh, you know, and, and we've had we've had a lot of players like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about one here in a little bit, too, uh, later in the, in the podcast. But it's, it's a big thing, and it, it doesn't get highlighted. You know, you don't have... If you watch my things, I find interesting videos. I try to do that. I'll point out when our players make mistakes. And, you know, I don't do it all the time, but it, it to me, it's important. You know, if, if a guy, because we we always see on the highlight plays and the, and the replays and all that good stuff, you see the good stuff. You don't see all the little bad stuff that guys do. You know, and that's brings us to the next thing. All twenty two. This is the only place you can see that mess, and it ain't out yet. And Ralph is extremely aggravated about it. He's kind of very cranky this week. Been very cranky all week long about this. Poor Molly has had to put up with me. And uh, turnabout's fair play. Yeah. You know, it's made me wonder what, you know, we've speculated on all this, why they're doing this. I mean, they only had the whole offseason to be prepared for this. And, you know, two weeks before the season starts, they take it all down, all of it, all the archives and everything. And they go, well, we'll be, you'll be lucky if you get it by week two. It's basically what they said. And that was only after they were forced to say something by CBS Sports. So we'll see. But there is all 22 film out there. And I've been on YouTube and video sites and they have, uh, people are getting it like black market. Now we know the teams get it. And apparently some of the international Game Pass people have gotten access to some of it. So they're copying it and sending it around to everybody. Doing the Lord's work. Yes. And I got I to gotta hand it to Real Bucks Talk. They had a video up today on All 22 with the Buccaneers in week one. And I was like, what the? How did they get it? So Molly was gracious enough to contact them and they gave us a copy. Or they didn't give us a copy. They pointed us in the right direction. Pointed us in the right direction, yes. Yeah, so I will be messing around with that and have some for you next week. It's going to be a big week of All-22 mm-hmm. film next I week, know. hopefully. After you get to the car, <laughs> then you can do the All-22. <laughs> I know. i got to do the car. <laughs> uh, but your certain 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 YouTubers did have access to their team's All-22. So, I, you know, I'm just... I hope they don't do a whole, you know, some people are going to get it, some people aren't, you know, depending on whether you're essential personnel or not. Mm-hmm. So. Like they did with access to the stadiums in the offseason. Yes, season. right. Only or the important the people. Yeah. Only the elite. Right. What, what were they called in the Hunger Games? I don't the, know. The, Wasn't the a big Hunger Games fan. Oh, God. I couldn't remember. Horrible movies. I know. We watched it the one time. I can't get past Jennifer Lawrence. Like, she just. Yeah, you know, I I, I could watch her movies with the sound off. <laughs> that's, that's good. Preferably. Yeah, for about five minutes at a time. <laughs> you know what was a good movie she did? Underrated movie. 
was Passenger. I love that movie. To me, it was it, it's probably one of the few movies over the past five years that, that impacted me the way movies used to. You know, because it had some really good ethical questions. Mm-hmm. And that moral dilemma was mo- oh, amazing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But, you know, it, 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 it did not get the praise I thought it deserved. So, anyhow, All 22 will be coming up. I'm going to see what we can see in there. One thing I'm really excited about doing a, some video on is Vita. Because from what I saw, he was just eating those guys alive. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, that's saying something. That's, that's Dallas's offensive line. So. Okay, this is so weird. I completely forgot about him. I don't like every week. You know, when I'm thinking about Atlanta Falcons, I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, this could be a thing. This could be a thing. And then I'm like, oh, we got Vita. Yes. Uh, and plus, I want to look at Jamel Dean. Mm-hmm. See what happened with him out there. Uh, you know he, he's bothering me. He he bothered me last year. I thought he would should should have been a lot better. You know I had high hopes for him, and uh, you know he was kind of mediocre. Uh, and then you know against the Dallas game, it just didn't look like he was on the same page as uh, what he should have been. On. <laughs> yeah, like I wonder if he just wasn't prepared really to play that much, or just I don't know. Yeah, well, the way that he was. Uh, head coach Bruce Arians said that. Uh, Jamel Dean was dealing with some issues uh, that I- impacted his performance, but he wouldn't go into detail. So we don't know what's going on. It might have been personal issues. might have been health. We don't know. That's don't nice know. that he put that out there, though. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate he's, that. He's, he's, he's always been a Jamel Dean supporter. He's got that length. Yeah. Know, <laughs> <that> length. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to Buck News. Uh, you want to go through what you got? Molly? I sure do. Okay. So Bradley Pinion, our special team stud, won his second um, uh, special teams player of the week. He deserves it. And and you know who else deserves it is uh, Jaden Mickens. Good grief. Yeah. You know, those two... Those two were probably they, – they deserve the game ball, mm-hmm. split it between them. I mean, that was – you know, as much as we complain about special teams, you know, we said that's our weakness. Mm-hmm. That was our strengths against the Cowboys. it was such a surprise during the game because in the preseason they did not mm, yeah. perform whatsoever. We were yeah. like, oh, God, it looks like more of the same. Well, you know, they switched it out right before the game. It was supposed to be uh, Darden. Jalen Darden. Jalen Darden. Mm-hmm. Returning punts and kicks. Mm-hmm. And then they deactivated him, brought Mickens up from the practice squad. You know, it was, a, it was a nice little slate of hand. You said they did it so that they, so people couldn't snag uh, Darden off the practice squad. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate. Right, but we'll see. yeah, we yeah. don't know. But it, it made sense as soon as you said it. I was like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, but then Mickens came out there and just lit it up. And then Pinion was... Just dropping bombs. I know. He had like three inside the 10. Yeah. That first one was like the two-yard line. It was, like, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, so. beautiful, beautiful stuff. I hope to see that for the rest of the year. And I'm so happy that he got that recognition. Hmm. So yeah, we need to watch him on Pat McAfee, him, and I think both Ryan Suckup were on there. Oh, yeah. We still we haven't watch watched them. it. It was from earlier in the week. Maybe we can uh, relax tonight and watch some of that. That's all I'm doing is relaxing. I know, me too. Relax right into sleep. Ditto. Tom Brady was named the FedEx Player of the Week for week one. Yes. How about them apples? I love that. That's only his (laughs) 5,000th. He doesn't even care about those. They're like little league trophies at this point. (laughs) He does. 
<laughs> Boy Scout ribbons or something. I know. <laughs> Badges. <laughs> he probably didn't even know. He was just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he probably doesn't even know. It's like beneath him. Yeah. Um, we named our practice squad protections for the week. It is cornerback, Herb Miller, kicker, Herb. Jose Borgales, offensive tackle, Brandon Walton, and tight end, Dion Yelder. Sweet. So there we go. That uh, Dion Yelder was kind of a surprise to me, but whatever. Uh, the Bucks, if they win this uh, the Falcons game with thirty plus points, they will break a NFL record for most consecutive wins with thirty plus points. Right now, we're sitting at nine. I want to say it is. It might be eight. Uh, I can't I think remember. It's eight. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what we're trying to do is break the record set by. The New England Patriots and Tom Brady, uh, 2007 and 2010. You know our quarterback like hates that guy, so <laughs> he's going to be super motivated. <laughs> to... So we're rooting for beating the Falcons and scoring at least 30 plus points. We will set an all-time NFL record. Gosh, we are we're just setting records all over the place. It's it's nuts. It's really possible because last year, I mean last week. Uh, Atlanta gave up 32 points to Philly. Yeah. So. Yes. And, you know, there's the Cleveland Browns. I just want to throw this in there real quick. Cleveland Browns lost their season opener and let's say against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's 17 years in a row. Oh, my God. They've lost their season opener. <laughs> that is an NFL record. Oh, my God. There are kids alive today who have never seen. Yeah. They're almost adults. Do, do you know what the second longest streak is? Nine years. Ooh. So they're almost double that. Wow. Uh, the Colts have made it eight in a row with their loss. Wow. Yeah. Who's got nine? Uh, nobody. The, the previous team oh, gotcha. who okay. had the record. Oh, wow. So they like shattered that record yeah, and it, stomped it, all over it. It might have been us, to be honest <laughs> with you, back in the 70s it's and possible. 80s. But yeah, 17 years. So, you know, hey, we're, at least we're not the Browns. That's true. Absolutely. Bruce Arians is saying we have no timetable for Sean Murphy Bunting to return. Uh, Sean got a second opinion for his elbow. They're hoping he will come back sometime this season, but they have no timeline. Yeah, he'll probably come back towards midseason, end of the end of the season. Listen, he wasn't even that good until the playoffs, and then he was like elite. So who cares? We don't even need him until until the playoffs. Yeah, week eighteen. He was out being the water boy. What was it Tuesday or Wednesday <laughs> yeah. during practice? Yeah, I love that it, so much. Had his arm in a sling. Well, first of all, that he's out there anyway when he's yeah. injured. He yeah. does not need to be there. Yeah, he can't do anything. Serve water, Gatorade. Except serve water, and he yeah. did in service of his teammates. There you go. It's awesome. Uh, I have one more thing. Carlton Davis was mm. added to the injury report today. That yeah. is concerning for me. Very now concerning. listen. It's a hamstring. It is a hamstring. Yeah. Did, did we talk about my hamstring injury? <laughs> listen, guys. They hurt really bad. 
Oh, yeah, she's. I I thought I had a blood clot and was going to die. Yes. That was where my head was because it just kept coming out of nowhere. It was a yoga injury, not football, but I get these guys. You know, it's like Mike Evans playing through his last year and having issues with it constantly. I get it now. Totally get it. Yeah. Could you? Could you imagine if you had to run? No. Good Lord, I couldn't even sit. I know. Like, oh, I know. I was here. I had to massage it out. <laughs> okay, so we were in an apartment complex. And we, okay, two stories. We have this Amazon. We keep getting packages from Amazon for this guy named Philip who does not live here. And I don't know who he is. We don't know who he is. He never lived here. Well, I, I researched it on Amazon. I can't get the packages to stop. They say it's a scam. It's like uh, yeah, they're ordering stuff and then so they can it. write reviews. Yeah. yeah, so it shows up as like a verified purchase. So we have all which this she hates crap. it. I think it's funny. We get some of the craziest stuff, Ralph. I know, but we don't need any more crap. Is my point. So we, we give it away as gifts. No, we don't. Magnetic it's in the closet. eyelashes. What have you given away? I'm, I'm Christmas is coming. <laughs> Anyway, so Philip sent us a massager. It's actually really nice. <laughs> it's pretty nice. But so. It's, a, it's like a gun. You actually see them on the sidelines at the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. So we got one of those. So I was like, Ralph, I need you to help me with this hamstring. So we go back in the bedroom and we've got this uh, massager that's like vibrating and I'm making all these weird noises. Oh, like, you were going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So Ralph was like. Can we, we gotta, take those somewhere else? We got to And, like, go. you need to, like... <laughs> you know people can hear this. Kids are freaking out. That's the going ah. on in there. So, anyway, that's yeah. my hamstring story. I'm, like, full of the stories tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we got other news from around the NFL. You ready? You got any more box news? You done with box no, news? No, I do not. You doing NFC South now? Yes. <clears throat> Uh, the, we got a bunch of news out of the Saints. Quan Alexander is heading to injured reserve with an elbow injury. Why are you saying that with like a smile? And because laugh? it's like, who is shocked here? Yes. Who is surprised? Is anyone surprised here? Hey, we've got two of those. Two of those. We'll talk um, about the other yeah. one here in a second. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's been placed on injured reserve for elbow, which is a totally new injury with him. And, I mean, this guy has played – he can't play until week five now that he's on Ambridge Reserve. So we, we don't know if he's going to come back or, or not. I'd be surprised if they kept him, to be honest with you. Uh, but he's only played in 67 of 97 games. He's missed 31% of his games. Uh, he's also missed two of five playoff games. Uh, He's only played a full season once, and that was with us in 2016. And that's in seven years. He's in six, six out of seven years, he's missed. And he like misses like significant yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, just... accountability is availability is accountability, man. Yeah, you could be the best player in the world, but, you know, if you ain't out on the field, it doesn't matter. I mean, and I can't believe they even brought him back because the same thing happened to him last season. Yeah, he missed the playoffs. It was like he I, was. Didn't they sign him? And then, like the next week, he got injured. Yes, they. And then he came back, and then uh, 
he got injured week 17 or week 16, oh, missed week great. 17, and then the playoffs. <laughs> Why? Yes. Why would they bring? Um, yeah, he he got injured week uh, week five last year, missed week six, seven, eight, nine, and then missed week seventeen, and then the two games in the playoffs for the Saints. And, and their fans like to act like they got the best linebacker core in the NFC South. They got the best linebacker core on the bench. I know. Yeah. On it's paper. just ridiculous. Their center is also in. On the bench, Eric McCoy, he has a calf strain. So the team, oh, this was earlier this week. I need to look this up and see if they signed him. The team had brought in former chief center Austin Ryder. So I don't know if they signed him. I'm going to look it up really quick. Uh, the Saints are planning to return to New Orleans Superdome after week three. Oh, okay. Yeah. I talked to somebody who, who has family down there, and he said most of them have power back now at this point, and they sent the kids back to school last Good week. Lord. I know. So they missed, like, a week. So. You, know, I, you haven't even heard about it. I remember Katrina was just, like, in the news for months. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That is weird. Austin Ryder was signed by the Saints, so. Okay. So they got a center now. So they got a center. But, uh, but they don't have seven assistant coaches. <laughs> it's just that was excellent. You stole my segue. It was so good. Oh, man. Sorry. I know. That's okay. That is ridiculous. That is crazy. Aren't mm-hmm. they all vaccinated? Don't they all yep. have to be vaccinated? Yep. They're all vaccinated. And seven of them, due to the NFL protocols, can't even travel with the team. They're not even going to the game. Seven. That's crazy. And do, do we have the list of who... What seven? I mean, that's that's like half your coaching staff. I know. <laughs> that's a mess. Oh man. And I don't think any of them have like symptoms or anything. No, wait. The one guy did. And then that's is he the one went. that spread it to everybody? I think. Well, I don't think he spread it to everybody, but he uh, he wasn't feeling good. Went and got tested, and then because he tested positive, they had to test everybody he'd been in contact with, which was pretty much everybody. At least all the uh, coaches and seven of them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, I can't see. I don't know. There are six who tested positive and then they thought they might be able to come, but now they're saying they can't. Huh. Oh, and Michael Thomas tested positive, too. So Did he's not going to play? No. <laughs> He hasn't played all. Remember the ankle? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so he's not even on the roster, and and he tested positive. Mm-hmm. Why are they testing him? Is he on injury reserve? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he Let's had check. like uh, the ankle surgery. I can't find. That's right. He's not coming happen. back to week six, week seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's rehabbing. Maybe that's why he's in the building. Hmm. Okay, that is all I have for the NFC South. You got anything? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Not for NFC South. Oh, okay. But we've got this. Mm -hmm. Gay news. No, 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 sorry. Gay stats. (laughs) I did the the wrong thing. (laughs) Gay stats, everybody. Our boy, Carl Nassib, used to play for the Buccaneers, defensive end for us. 
Uh, he is now at the Oakland Raiders as the first actively open NFL gay player. At least I think I said that whole title correctly. Is that is that what it is? NFL active gay player. He's the first and only, first and only. So everything he does is in the record books. So we've got the record books for you right now. Gay stats coming up. He pretty much won the game for Oakland. That was a great game, that Oakland – Baltimore game? That was great. I know. It's such a shame because I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. And probably third quarter. In the game last night, the Washington Giants game, that was mm-hmm. great off the charts. I mean, it was two. And it, you include our game. That's three awesome primetime games that they've had. So, uh, you know, NFL is knocking it out of the park right now. I know. How weird is it that we get good primetime games like right off the bat? Mm-hmm. That does not happen often. No, no. So anyhow, gay stats. Uh, Carl Nassib wins the game with a strip sack fumble. He hit Lamar Jackson as Lamar Jackson was carrying the ball with like a loaf of bread. Knocked it right out of his hands. Those running quarterbacks. Like, yeah. if you're going to have a running quarterback, please coach them to, to for ball to, security. Yes, Yes, and the slide. They're not sliding anymore. Oh, my so gosh. Few. I did see Daniel Jones last night. I was like, dude, somebody yeah. needs to teach him how to slide because he's going to get teach murdered. Him yeah. he's, kind of, he, he's a lot like Jameis Winston, like very awkward. Or <laughs> what he ran. <laughs> like 300 yards and then collapsed right before the goal. I thought line. he was going to do that last night. Yes, I know. He had that big run. And I was like, yeah. oh, he's not going to make it. <laughs> he ended up, that kid ended up being called back for yeah, a penalty. Yeah, for a but. penalty. Not the full uh, run, but he didn't get the touchdown. So anyhow, would you stop interrupting me with the gay stats? I'm so sorry. I got like ADD. All right. So uh, he is, let's see, the first, he holds the record now for gay, active gay NFL player with three tackles, one sack, one quarterback hit, one forced fumble. Now that all happened in the same play. So it was actually, he's got two tackles and a strip fumble. <laughs> oh, man. You know, but uh, th- I hate the way they do that with the stats. If you get like a strip fumble sack, they mm-hmm. count it as a quarterback hit, a uh, quarterback uh, sack, a fumble, uh, a tackle. So you get like five categories yeah. for what one What about play. a TFL? So, is it a TFL? It should be, yeah. Probably is. I didn't even look that up, so oh my gosh, <laughs> we could fact check we and follow might, up the gay stats. We might have an addendum later. Yeah, so he is the first active gay NFL player to record a forced fumble. Uh, he played forty-four percent of the defensive snaps. He played thirty snaps and seven special team snaps. So he, most snaps by an openly most, gay active player. Yes, yes, and we we need to come up with an acronym because I'm not going to be able to remember to say that all the time. <laughs> Uh, and also, he's the first openly gay NFL active player to get a spotlight on a broadcast. Because <laughs> in the third quarter at 239, they did a full segment on him being the first openly gay active NFL player. <clears throat> it made a big hoopla about it. Uh, and then they also had the commercial that the NFL is gay. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they had to throw that in there. There you go. Yeah. Gay stats wrapped up. And the journalists on Twitter were... Ugh. Were, Unironically, you like spent the whole the next day I just sending me shots. Morning, yeah. like screenshotting, like <laughs> Ralph, you are like way ahead of your time, my man. And 
it was just and then they even had one that was like you know what's odd about this whole thing is how many people don't care about it <laughs> how little fanfare there is and we're <laughs> like we know you're the only one who cares <laughs> nobody cares uh it's kind of like having an electric car it's not a it's nothing special anymore 10 years mm-hmm. ago it was like whoa you got an electric car now everybody knows yeah, somebody they made a whole car. south park episode about it about how the um what's the toy the first hybrid the toyota the bolt or the no that's chevy chevy uh, oh my gosh i cannot uh, believe i can't. prius prius yeah. yes all the Prius drivers on South Park, they would smell their own farts. That was the whole episode. And you were like, yep, okay. Sounds about right. God, we I see so many Teslas driving around now. They look cool, though. Yeah, they're nice-looking cars. The I'd like to have were, was, Me, too. Yeah. Prius was lame. I want to get the Cybertruck. No. Yes. Getting the okay. Cybertruck. Okay. But, yeah, I'm going I'm to give it... Right now, there's like a five-year waiting list now. You know, they they plan to do a production. A friend of mine's on there, and yeah. he's he's got his date for when production <laughs> for his car might. Yeah, be like ready. let the first wave get out, and all the you yeah. know new cars are always crappy. The first model anyway, they're still working out all the bugs. We're like, remember Elon Musk in the Cybertruck <laughs> announcement? Like he tried to, he's like, oh, it's bulletproof. You can't break this window, and he broke it yeah. on the stage. That was that was funny. That was like, yeah. Very funny. But it doesn't matter. Who cares? Who needs bulletproof windows? If you need right. bulletproof windows, you've got bigger issues in your life than you should move. electric <laughs> car. <laughs> Get out of Chicago, guys. <laughs> All the Bears fans are mad now. Uh, All right. So that's the end of Gay Stats there. Next week, we will have an update on that. We're going to keep mm-hmm. it running all year long. Now, I want to get to something. We talked about Quan Alexander, you know, and his injury issues since he's been in the league. Gerald McCoy carted off the field in that same very same game where Carl Nassib broke all the records. And he was carted off the field. He played nine plays. On the ninth play, he got hurt. And I didn't even know he got hurt. Uh, they they kind of mentioned it. They were like, oh, there's somebody hurt. And then somebody said, oh, I think it's Gerald McCoy. And they were, well, we're going to go to commercial break. And they came back to commercial break. They showed him being carted off the field. And they didn't really even mention it. You know, they were talking about something else at that point. I was like, that's very strange. What was stranger was they never even showed the replay. Now, you would think somebody of Gerald McCoy's prestige and stature that they would at least show the replay. But there's something going on in the league where they're not showing injury replays mm-hmm. now. And I, I brought it up in week one. We had an injury well, I can't remember if it was us or Dallas or it, it was another game, but I went on a game pass to look it oh, up. Wasn't it, was it Sean Murphy Bunting's injury? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. It was Sean Murphy Bunting's injury. And I went on a game pass because you wanted me to get a video clip of it. So I went on game pass and they had edited it out. They had cut it out. Now you could see it when they showed the touchdown replay, but you had to be looking for it. Uh, but then on, on the broadcast, they replayed it. And that's what I went to record, and they cut it out. It's not in Game Pass. Now it gets weirder. This is not a conspiracy theory, guys. This is actually happening. So they didn't show Gerald McCoy. Uh, and it, it's a shame what happened to Gerald McCoy. I don't like to see it. It's, you know, this is two years in a row. I think, he's, I think his career's done. Uh, man, it's sad to see. You know, and it, it's, it's, it, I don't want to say it's a testament 
to the Damakong Sioux, but it is, you know, the guy has been playing just as long. They were, Gerald McCoy was the third pick. Damakong Sioux was the second pick. They have been in the league the same amount of time. The Damakong Sioux has not missed a game or a snap due to injury in his career. That's, that's incredible. That's just outrageous. That's outrageous. Yeah. And it's not like he's out there pussyfooting around. You know, he's out there playing hard. And, you know, he's never missed a snap. He's just a durable guy. And he keeps care of himself, whatever. I don't know what it is, but, you know, there's a testament to that. If we would have kept Jerry McCoy, we'd be dealing with this issue most likely. You know, he had issues with us while he was here with injuries, kind of like Quan did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hate to see it with Jerry McCoy. Uh, but I think this is it for him. I think he, but he's going to be great in broadcasting. I think he's going to be outstanding I, in broadcasting. I wish that he would do a podcast, honestly. I think he's great on on video. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could do. You didn't get. He could do the Pat McAfee thing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyhow. I had some other stuff I was going to say about that, but I just want to get to the whole injury thing in the NFL. Now, in the fourth quarter of the Baltimore Ravens game, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. In the uh, the the Thursday night football game last night, uh, Nick Gates broke his leg, and it was it was a bad break, you know, flopping. Yeah, that around. was early because yeah. I was still awake for that. Yeah, I went to bed at halftime. Yes, uh, and the NFL announcers, I think it was it Joe Buck and. I can't Troy remember. I, I want to say it was Troy Aikman. Isn't it uh, NBC Thursday? I don't know. I can't remember. No, no, it was. This was the NFL Network. We were watching. Oh, okay. They wouldn't have been on there, would they? Anyhow, Mm-mm. the announcers, whoever it was, they watched it in the booth and they said, "Oh, that's bad. We're not going to show that." So they said it right there. It's not a conspiracy, guys. They're not going to show injuries anymore. They're, they're trying to cut it out. And I think it's probably a legal thing, you know, kind of with CTE, uh, you know, and the hard hits. That you know, One of the arguments that they used in court or in their brief, it never went to court, was that the NFL profits off of these players' injuries and they, they will replay the big hits and the injuries and all that good stuff. And so what the NFL did is they stopped, cut, they cut out showing big hits and if they did show them in a replay, they downplayed them. And they were like, this is horrible and all that good stuff. There's no more shows. You know, it used to be the shows, uh, segments that they would have on Saturdays and stuff, the big hits and, you know, the come on mans and all that good stuff. They don't do that anymore because, you know, for legal reasons. I think they're doing the same thing with injuries. Uh, and uh, I think they're starting this year. I think after SMB's injury and they replayed it, they were like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore this year. Uh, it happened twice in that game. Uh, shortly thereafter, there was a Redskins defensive player who hurt his knee, and he was taken off the field. They didn't show that replay either. Yeah. So I think that our, the days of seeing the injury replays might be over with. Your archive is really going to suffer. I know. It really bothers me. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't like it. It's just like I don't like it when, you know, You'd have the streakers or the guys, the people who would run out on the field. Now, when I was growing up, it happened a lot more often. But then they, they stopped showing it, you know, because they're like, we don't want to give these people any attention and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, as a fan, I want to watch what happens on the field. 
You know, I don't need you to censor the content that I'm going to watch because you think I'm, it's going to make me go, hey, I want to run out there on the field or whatever. No, it's all entertainment. This is all entertainment. You don't have to be moral about your crap, you know. You have to say, but oh, they do. We don't like this behavior, so we're not going to show it. You know, you're like, it's like fights on the field. You know, there was a, there was a year there where they stopped showing fights. And I was just like, what? You know. So we'll see how this all pans out, but I'm not a big fan of it. I think that, you know, whatever happens on the field, I want to see it. That's why I got to watch all 22 because I want to see everything I possibly can. I watch what happens on the sidelines. I watch everything I can, you know. And if you're going to edit and censor stuff out so that I can't see it because you're worried that my fragile brain is going to break or something or I'm going to go curl up in the corner, then, you know, I, your product is you know, going to lose interest to me. There you go. That's just what I got to say about it. I agree with you. So keep an eye out on that. Of course, this will will probably turn out to be one of those things like we talked about uh, with the assistant trainer, the assistant uh, physical trainer, physical whatever her name is. I can't ever remember her name. Meryl. Yeah, we made a big deal about that. Mm -hmm. And then the very next preseason game, she wasn't even anywhere near the coach. (laughs) And then in week one, I saw her like three times, but that was it. Yeah. I was like, are you serious? So anyhow. Like maybe there's a lot more movement on the sidelines than we realize or I don't know. No, I'll tell you, or I'm gonna go camera. I'm gonna go back and do make an archive of all the times they showed him, they show Bruce Arians, and you can see her in the background every single time. Just about. I'd say it's at least eighty percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, this will probably be something like that. Come Sunday, they'll probably do a full broadcast on Red Zone or something about all the injuries and just show <laughs> right. it over and over and over in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's I just want to know, is there something there? Is the NFL trying to cut that out? Da-da. We'll have to look for it. Yes. All right. You ready for the Atlanta preview? Do it. All right. So I want to go through the coaches first. So they got rid of Dan Quinn and everybody there. They brought in Arthur Smith from the Tennessee Titans. He was the offensive coordinator. He's from, I did this on purpose, from the Joe Gibbs coaching tree. (laughs) Joe Gibbs? I don't know who that is. Good (laughs) Lord. I don't you don't know, know who Joe is. Gibbs is? No. All I saw wow. from the – he was you like know. at Washington for a little while. Well, probably. For a little while. I saw him. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, in your football, he was there for a little while. Yeah, you know, he was in Washington for a little while. That's funny. You got you got to look up who Joe Gibbs is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you millennials. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, their defensive coordinator, this is interesting, he came with Arthur Smith from Tennessee. So Arthur Smith poached the defensive coordinator. Mm. Yeah. Which I thought was messed up. Yeah. I'd be pissed if I was my So they lost their offensive and defensive coordinator. Yeah, which I was like, oh, that might explain a lot yeah. about how they did. They got whooped. Yeah. By. Which, Yes. Which is a little frightening, and that's why I was like, ooh, we better temper our expectations here because... Wow, yeah, what if they were the key to Tennessee? Yeah. His name is Dean Pease. 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 
pees all over everybody. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) He was defensive coordinator of the Ravens from 2012 to 2017. His first year was the year that they won the Super Bowl. The Ravens? Yes. Oh, this guy's serious. Yes. Ooh. Ralph. Ooh. And he's from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Bum, bum, bum. So he might know something about our Tom Brady that we don't know. You can't stop Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, probably not. Their offensive coordinator is Dave Ragone. I think that's how you say it. That's not to be confused with our safeties coach, Nick Rapone. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's his son or something. I had to look it up because I knew we had one that was spelled similar. It's not the same. They're not related. Dave is from the Chicago Bears, where he served as the passing game coordinator. He is responsible for Mitch Trubisky, who, while garbage, I will remind all of you that he torched us in that one game. Wasn't that his opening game? Yeah, there was some reasons for that. Yeah. It, It didn't really have a whole lot to do with Mitch Trubisky or the Chicago Bears. Probably. Yeah. But prior to that, he was the quarterback's coach for four years before he was the passing game coordinator. And he was with Tennessee as well from 2010 to 2013 as the quarterback's coach and the wide receivers coach. I would say he's probably resume wise the weakest link of the coaches, but. That defensive coordinator, I'm not going to lie, is a little intimidating. Although it's a good sign that Philly beat them the way that they did. But let's not, let's temper our expectations there. They have potential. You got the P word. Peace. Another thing that I think gives them an edge is that they pretty much kept their roster intact, which is so unusual for. A new coach. New coaches normally come in. They blow up the team. They bring in the guys that they want. Didn't happen this time. They did lose Julio Jones, which is a huge issue for their offense. I mean, he was a big producer. They're running with the same guys. It's not like they tried to upgrade anywhere besides tight end. They drafted Kyle Pitts, who I think fifth overall. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of uh, Julio Jones type, you know, same build. I mean, Julio Jones kind of built like a tight end. Yeah. Like he's big, physical. So they, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying Kyle Pitts is the next Julio Jones, but let's just say, you know, let's give it 10 years and then we'll talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> he he has potential. That potential. <laughs> Their offensive line, still the same garbage offensive line from last year. They did replace their left guard. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> their new left guard is a rookie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he got mm-hmm. tore up. Yeah. By Philadelphia. They also upgraded at running. I don't, did they upgrade? I think so. Like they had Todd Gurley last year. This Which he, he was really good. I, I don't know why they get rid of him. They have the weirdest thing with running backs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every year I've been a fan, they've gotten a new running back. Mm-hmm. Who was the one that they had when I first started? Freeman. Michael Turner. Turner, yeah. Who was like a stud for yeah. 
a few years and then they just it seems like ever since then it's just been a constant turnover mm-hmm. so this year they got uh mike davis from carolina, carolina. yeah who, he, he played really good he did he came in after mccaffrey and got injured last season and he earned himself a payday like good for him yeah he played really good in the week one game against uh, okay. philadelphia yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> on the defense they so they did keep most of the same personnel. Their secondary is different. They did lose some guys there, um, but mostly I would say their scheme changed. So they went from a four three now they're a three four with all the same personnel. So they're hmm. transitioning. Interesting. They so their front seven. All the same, their secondary, they lost their safety, Keanu Neal, who he went with Dan Quinn to Dallas. They lost safety, Ricardo Allen, who went to the Bengals. They had corner Darquez Dennard. I don't know if that's how you say that. He was, he left, got signed by the Cardinals. Then he was released from there with an injury settlement. So they're only... Starting corner that's returning from last year is A.J. Terrell. So they replaced everybody else. So their secondary vulnerability, I would say, for mm. sure. Yeah. And then they also replaced their punter. Interesting. Well, you know, the uh, <clears throat> who was the the – uh, guard, you said that they drafted the rookie. Do you have his name? Yeah. Hold on just a second. Is it Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jalen Mayfield. Yeah. There was a meme going out after the game where oh, no. <clears throat> he said, apparently during the draft, he was like, uh, if you want your quarterback to not get hit, draft me. He had tweeted it out or something. And then there was a picture of Matt Ryan laying face down on the dirt. <laughs> this is from the overhead. And uh, Mayfield standing beside him. <laughs> the Philadelphia guys like celebrating in the oh background. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was like, woof. Yeah, well, he did not have a good NFL. game. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, watching that, and if you listen to the last podcast, I said, you know, it looked to me like Atlanta's offensive line got destroyed by Pittsburgh, uh, Philadelphia's defensive line, and Atlanta's defensive line could not do anything against Philadelphia's offensive line. And I was like, I don't know which – and they blitzed a lot. Uh, Atlanta blitzed a lot. They just really couldn't get through. And I was like, I don't know who – you know, if it was Philadelphia was good or Atlanta was bad or, you know, what. So we'll find out. But, mm-hmm. you know – the more I think about it, I think that Atlanta was just really bad. Uh, it's possible. You know, they have the advantage of the continuity, I think, in the roster. But they're learning a whole new system. Yeah, learning a whole new system yeah. and coaches. And so certainly that takes some time to gel if it's going to at all. So yeah, so they got, it could go either way. They got Stephen Means. He's still on the team. That's crazy. That's crazy. He's the the starting outside linebacker ahead of Dante Fowler Jr., <laughs> which I was like, whoa. Uh, so you've got them, and then you've got Jacob Tatui Mariner, and then Adedekumbu Ajudeji. <laughs> right? Those are, those are their outside linebackers. But you got Grady Jarrett in the middle, which Grady Jarrett is 
highly underrated, I think. He's he's really, really good. Uh, but it's going to be, I mean, what are they doing? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they have the big guys up the middle to to run a 3-4. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You know, they're they're trying. They're, they're trying. They're, they're rebuilding. They're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy yeah. about it. I know. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we're just going to stop them. I think so. Yeah. Certainly after what we saw last week. With with Atlanta, yeah, 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 yeah. They had they had some real issues, especially on their offensive line. Yeah, Matt Ryan got sacked three times for twenty eight yards. He only threw one hundred and sixty four yards. Damn. Yeah. And he he was looking bad. It, it so so unlike him. Like he threw a couple passes where one he was actually being tackled, and he like tried to jump up in the air as he was being tackled and throw it. I have never seen him do anything like that. And then he got two uh, intentional grounding penalties, which made me happy because normally they don't call that crap. Oh, my gosh. He, yeah. like, screams every <laughs> time. I think when he was when he threw one of them, like, I was in the bathroom, and I just heard you like, oh, come on, and I knew immediately what it was. <laughs> I knew what it was. And it, here's, what, here's what happens because they always throw those flags late, you know, after a little conference with – the, the rest of the refs. And so I get mad every time because they don't throw a flag, even though I know it's going to be a little while before they throw the flag, even it if they do throw second. it. Yeah. yeah, but I'm always like, come on, that was intentional again. <laughs> and luckily they did it with both of the ones with him. I was like, okay, now refs. I, but, yeah, one time he was uh, – Matt Ryan was being tackled to the ground, had his arms pinned, and he had the football, and oh he just – <laughs> Threw it like straight little, in the dirt as he like was going down. A little T Rex arm. Yeah, and it, he just threw it. There was, it, it landed like right at his feet or where where he was falling. He was he wasn't even looking at anybody. He just threw it down. I'm like, how do you think that's not going to be called? Probably because it is rarely called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he did not did not look good, and I think a lot of it had to do with that offensive line it was like a sieve, and he was just rattled. Mm -hmm. no Matty Ice up another. That was Matty Warm Water. <laughs> Matty Peas Water. <laughs> Damn peas. I know. So I, I think we're going to maul them. And I, I think, you know, I said that we had something to prove. We were going to come out and the Cowboys were going to walk into a buzzsaw. But uh, that didn't happen. It was a good game, though. Yeah. You know, I think, I, I think. The, the number one factor for the reason why that didn't happen is because Dallas had a great offensive game plan. They just they totally threw away their uh, what they normally do. You know that run, run right of the middle, Ezekiel, it, run, 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 and they started off doing that a couple times, and then it was like just totally abandoned it. I think it kind of threw us. We were mm -hmm. not prepared for them to toss it to the outside so much. I agree. And I'm worried that that's going to catch on as a blueprint. To oh beat yeah, us. yeah. Well, you know, the Rams did it to us last year and beat us. Mm -hmm. And I thought that teams were going to start doing it, but you can't. You, it, it's it's a uh, it's it's a way to beat us, but it is not the way to beat us. Our linebackers are just too damn fast and good, you know. And, and really, the only way we have to to to, to you know, beat that is take our inside linebackers 
and uh, you know, just spread them out a little bit, just a little bit. Give, just give them a couple extra steps to the outside, and that just blows that plan all the hell. Because they're going to get out there to you. Oh, you yeah, know. and they're fast. I mean, Devin White is so fast. Yeah, and, w- and when linebackers start hitting those little scrawny wide receivers, it takes a toll after a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. You know, come Devin White come in <laughs> 50 but, miles an hour and decleat you. Yeah, but they've got Kyle Pitts, the tight end, you know, a little bit bigger. Right. Yeah, big guy. Yeah. We'll see, though, man. I, I don't think we're going to have an issue. I don't, think I don't be, either. I don't think it's going to be as close as the Dallas game was. If they're going to get it together, it's not going to be this week. No? It's just not. No. I don't think so. But you know they want to beat us. They, they've had this game circled <laughs> since the end of last year. <laughs> Especially, you know, Matt Ryan's never beaten Tom Brady in, I think, eight games. Why start now? Six. I mean... We don't. We play them this weekend, and then don't see them again until December. Mm. So there'll be a limp and bloody pool of players by then. They'll be a completely different team, one way or the other. So yeah, yeah, they're not going to be fighting for a playoff spot. That's for sure. That's, yeah, definitely. Unless a miracle happens. That's true. Uh, I've got the injury report here. You want to run through it? Very quickly. Okay. Carlton Davis was just added today. He was limited in practice, questionable with that hamstring. Everybody else is good to go. We got Shaq Barrett with a back injury. He's been a full participant all week. Antonio Brown, he's on there with the knee injury. He was a full participant Wednesday and Thursday, but then Friday did not participate. That's probably more of a veteran day than anything else. Gronk appeared on the injury report Friday. They're saying that's a resting day. It's not injury related. Same thing with Steve McClendon. JPP has a hand injury. He was limited Wednesday. Stop it. <laughs> He's had a hand injury right. for five years now. <laughs> He was limited on Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday did not participate. So that's a little concerning to me. But they haven't said he's not ruled out or anything. So I'd love to know more about it. But there ain't nothing gonna stop him from getting out there no, and playing. No, I mean he could he could have a hand dangling, you know, severed limbs, and he's he's gonna pull himself out there to play. That's true. He's a cyborg. I know. I know. He could get his leg broke like that New York giant. And he'd he'd still be hobbling out. Yeah, he'd be like, I'm fine, coach. I'm fine. (laughs) Like Alex Kappa was trying. (laughs) 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 Ah. Okay, and then Sue, he had a veteran day Friday. And Jordan Whitehead, full participant all week. He's going to be good to go. Good. Good to hear. The Falcons, they only have one player Wide receiver Frank Darby had a calf injury. He was limited Thursday, didn't participate Friday, and he has been ruled out. So that's all they're missing. He's not even a he's not a starter. So yeah, I would imagine they're going to try to do somewhat similar as the Cowboys because they're going to have to get the ball out fast. I mean, if the Philadelphia defense was giving them such a hard time can you imagine what we're gonna do we're gonna destroy them yeah they're gonna they're gonna, it's gonna be two 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 and a half second dropbacks and throws so we'll see we'll see 
Calvin Ridley. Don't know what he's going to end up doing, but he's really the only threat on their team anymore, right? But you know what? He always benefited from having Julio Jones there. And like we saw in Pittsburgh when Antonio Brown left, Juju, Juju just, just never did is he, anything. Is he yeah. still in the league? I don't, know. I don't even know. You know, so sometimes number twos are not they're not waiting for that number one spot. They're right. not made for that one number one spot. They will always be a number two. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, Ridley did pretty good against Philadelphia, right? But, uh, you know, I mean, he to me, he looks like a. You know, high caliber receiver. I don't. I don't think he'll have any issue. But we we don't know. I mean, I he think ha- you're very right. He mm-hmm. benefited a lot having Julio Jones there. Yeah. Now he's the star. He's got to step up. Right. He had 51 yards against Ooh, that's Philadelphia. It? Yeah. But he was their leading receiver. Eesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a good day running. They had 124 yards running, which they are not going to do that against us. So. No. Yeah. And they gave up 173 yards rushing from Philadelphia. Yeah. Hmm. All right, guys. We've got a big game coming up. We need to get 30 points in this win so that we can have the NFL record and beat Tom Brady's uh, other record. Are we going to do our score prediction? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my okay. goodness. All right. Okay. okay. What do you got? All right. I am going to say 30... Four to I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the I'll give them twelve. Twelve? Yeah. Okay. It's a weird Gotta one. Gotta go with a weird number. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it four four field goals? Or yeah. is it two touchdowns but both missed extra points? No. It's a safety I knew it was coming. A touchdown <laughs> and a field goal. <laughs> Could be six safeties. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 37. Mm-hmm. Another okay. weird number. Yeah. Uh, 37, 17. Oh, you going to give them double digits too? Yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, they can score. You know, they, Matt Ryan's still Matt Ryan, and he can throw the ball. So they'll get some lucky shots on us. All right. All right. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.